The Perfect Ten with Steve Allen, voice of the NRL and six-time Radio Award winner. Welcome to another edition of The Perfect Ten and thanks to Bob Peters, our voiceover guy in the soundproof booth. Right now, a guy who's become one of my great mates. He recently celebrated 20 years with Southern Cross Stereo. He's the host of the morning show on the flagship station Triple M Sydney. He's also won the ACRA, the Australian Commercial Radio Award for Best Music Presenter and is currently the host of Triple M Aussie, a show that goes nationwide around the network. So let's get down to business. I caught up with him backstage at the QDOS Bank Arena. Chris Beckhouse, welcome to The Perfect Ten. Mate, thank you for having me on your podcast. I mean, it's, it's an honour. <laughs> so how does a young guy from Canberra end up on the flagship station of the network, Sydney's Triple M? It, it's a long, long process and a long story. I'll try and condense for you. But um, no, it, it's one of those things where growing up, growing up uh, in Canberra, doing radio is the last thing I thought would happen. And, and I, you know, my parents all wanted me to go to uni and be a lawyer or do something flashy, like have a degree. But that... You know. That sounds like an ACDC song. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. And that's how, that's how it is, though. You know, you, um, you make your own luck. And, and what I did, decided was um, after a trip to Sydney for uh, a year 12 refresher of the HSC, I, I had a few things I wanted to brush up. And uh, I visited to UE and Stan Zamanik and watched him do his show and, and literally leaving the, this amazing building with marble everywhere. It was huge. And I was like, wow, I want to do radio. And got back to Canberra after that and literally... Within a week, I was doing uh, community radio. I uh, had uh, wind of a, of a party that the, the local AM station, TCC, was, was having, happening. They were having like a, a, a party to celebrate new owners or something. And I got told a tip off that they were going to be at a certain restaurant at 8 o'clock at night. So I turned up, bailed up the, the general manager, David Leach, and said, I'd love to do some work experience. And I'm thinking... Looking back, I'm like, how crazy is that? I can't believe I did that. Like, when you're young, you just do things that you, you, you know, you would never do as an adult. And um, sure enough, they said, we'll have you back for work experience and came back in a, about a month uh, and um, got a job with them almost straight within a week. It's amazing you say the late Stan Zamanik. I haven't heard that name for a long time, but, uh, you know, he was the number one man right around the country at night. Yeah, it was just a great show. I mean, look back as, a, as an adult now and you, you realise it was just a show, a great, entertaining show and you know not all the callers were real some of them were, were, were actors and, and whatever but it was just great radio and it's one of those things that you know you can understand why seeing a show like that get made would make you want to do radio tell us what happens next you get work experience at double c yes yeah, so, so i went to two c after school i um within a day i was paneling they, they they i think from memory the air conditioning broke down and none, none of the jocks wanted to be on air so they were voice tracking and they literally had me paneling the second day of work experience, it just kind of happened without me screwing it up. And then um, within a, I don't know, about a month, oh, I was doing plenty of paneling shifts after that. I started recording demos in the other studio and just using their old logs and I would go in and just do a mock mock log and then I'd listen back to it and go, oh, that's terrible. And I'd keep working on things. I'd even play the demos to the, the jocks who were there and get some tips. And, and I think every time you recorded a new demo, it got better and better. And eventually I sent it out to, I don't know, 20 radio stations around the state and the Jocks Journal had all the, jo- the jobs going. Um, uh, it happened to land in Lismore when someone was about to get boned and uh, awkwardly I met the guy. They invited me up to meet with them and I met this guy in the hallway and, I, and you know, it's so awkward. Uh, uh, funny story because that's my third radio station, 2LM in Lismore, yeah. North Coast 900. Great place to work. I mean, you know what, it was a great place to live 
fairly bad place to work, unfortunately. I think a lot of people who've been through Triple Z and, and 2LM will look back and go, that was a lot of work. Um, yeah, but the great Neil Marks was there. Yeah, and Neil, Neil's still there, you know. Is, is he still is he a counsellor now? Or? I think he's working at a motorcycle shop, but he was the MC at my wedding. Wow. Well, no, Neil Marks was there when I was there. So that's how long ago it was. And, uh, you know, he met a lot of great people there and, and you know, learned a lot of lessons. And, and um, I eventually pulled the plug after 13 months because it was just, you know, it's just a horrible place to work. When do you feel like you're starting to hit your stride? Because you're so iconic, you know, with this uh, great knowledge of the Australian music industry. You're an award winner. Um, it, it's it's really, I don't know if you ever do. I mean, you, you, you're constantly learning. If you're not learning, you, you're not doing your job right, you know. And, and, and I don't think um, I was ever happy with how I sounded in the first year, you know, of regional. And then what happened is before um, I left Lismore, I, I sent a demo to a few a few of the Osterio stations, but one was, was Rex Morris at B105. And I just sent it up just to get some tips because, you know, I knew Rex was good at air checking and, and he hit me up on email within a, a week and we were just in email contact. And he just said, um, you know, if you're ever in town, drop in. And I, funny enough, when we were packing up my things and putting them in a truck and moving back to... You know, there was wind of maybe a job in Armadale, but I wasn't sure. So we, we put my stuff in storage. And um, I said to mum and dad, can we drive north to Brisbane and meet Rex and just to have a chat? And they were so supportive. They've always been supportive. They, they came to Lismore and helped me move and then to pack up. And then we, we drove to Brisbane, met Rex in the afternoon. Uh, we drove back sort of south. and But it was, it was a great chat. It was a really just nice um, thing to do and but never thinking a job would come about it and then um, fast forward I think three weeks later I was about to start work in Armadale I'd, I'd got the job and I was very happy because Armadale's a great place and good radio station and the day before I started work I got a phone call from Rex saying we'd love to come to Brisbane to do midnight to dawn and I, and I, I, went, I went almost fainted because it's the last thing I thought would happen uh, you know when you're kicking around regional radio and I got B105 so yeah. Just for our audience B105 in Brisbane is absolutely legendary at that time, right? Yeah, it was number one, and, and it was uh, the ridiculous ratings. Like, they, they were so strong. The Breakfast Show with Jamie Dunn was uh, number one for many, many years running, um, all the way up to when Nova launched, pretty much. So, they, and we're rating a 26 share, I think, at one point. Uh, you know, half of the population of Brisbane listened to B105 at some point, you know, so the cum was ridiculous. Um, for a city the size of Brisbane, so a powerhouse. I did mid-dawns on the famous 2UW in the early 90s, and my question is, how long did you stay on that shift? For some guys, it's a wasteland, and you feel like there's no way out. Yeah, yeah, and you can get stuck on that. Um, I think you've got to use it as an opportunity just to, uh, you know, learn and stuff up and learn. And I'd be constantly uh, dropping tapes under Rex's door as I left and he'd just drop me an email with the, with the air check notes and no other days I'd go in in the afternoon to meet with him as well um, but he's constantly looking for feedback and um, as tough as it is because sometimes you don't want to hear feedback on some mornings because you're tired you know you're um, uh, you're doing the best you can but um, but yeah I think it was a year of dawns and then I moved into late nights and eventually got afternoons I think maybe a, another six months after that but looking back I mean that, that was pretty good you know dawns late nice afternoons for young announcers on their way through you're constantly told to develop your own style and that can be really difficult so purely from an on-air perspective who did you admire and who influenced your career well t- towards the end of my run at b105 i was started the wear check cubby at z100 and and uh, funny enough cubby and i ended up sort of being mates over email and, and then later on facebook and 
I, many years later, I, I, I flew to New York and caught up with him, which was really cool. Um, and I was doing a lot of listening to Cubby style and how he does CHR radio, the way he used calls, um, the way he used artist audio. Um, it was an art form, and um, uh, the way he used the packaging and the jingles, and they, they you know, it was it was just really good. So I started to, um, you know, just take a lot of feedback from him, especially. Um, uh, you know, also listening to Dean Kesby, Dino on B105. He was a great jock, like a really, really good, relatable, good style. And, and Dino was great. So when I moved to Perth after B105, kept listening to Z100, kept getting uh, sort of tips from them. And um, uh, and then I would then I would then repackage the, the air checks I recorded from Z100 and, and then we'd send them out to the network. Funny enough, I got sacked in Perth after three and a half years, I think it was. It wasn't necessarily because of how good or bad I was, but they, they had to make way for um, a new drive show, a national drive show for the first time. And everyone was on contract and I was the one on a, not on a contract. So uh, I was the one who got boned um, and it was hard at the time and of course that's, that's terrible you know and, and, and when you're young you, you know you, you try to be as brave as you can but you don't know where the next job is and I, I think I'm just so glad that I um, managed to get um, some work in uh, Melbourne at Fox straight away uh, in the December. They flew me over, put me in a hotel, and that, that sort of two or three weeks that I was meant to be on stretched out to being um, three months, I think, of filling in. And they eventually gave me a job. You know, uh, I, I'm just so grateful because I think I was prepared to, you know, go to a, you know somewhere small like a Newcastle and start again if I had to. Um, uh, but to get Fox was incredible and Fox is just amazing it still is an amazing radio station that is Chris Beckhouse at the Kudos Bank Arena where I caught up with him next time we talk to Becco about his favourite concerts of all time and this is a guy who goes to over 200 gigs a year including an annual pilgrimage to LA to check out the best new bands on the US West Coast thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed The Perfect 10 we'll catch you next time The Perfect 10 